you're back with Nicole on Kitchen Nuggets. Before I get into this next episode, there's two two things that I need to clarify from my first episode on Madigan. First, um, when I stated that there that the house, the all the bills come through the house. I guess my brain and my mouth, you know, it's my first podcast and my brain was going fast, mouth going fast. However, I left out one thing. I forgot the Senate because the bills both go through the House and the Senate before it reaches the government. Now, I wanted to clarify that. The second part is I wanted to clarify when I said that Madigan have people signed up as if they're going to run for governor, but they're really not running. What I meant to say is if they're running for representative. That's what I meant to say, Gov- uh, not governor, because Madigan, we already know he's not a governor, so you already probably caught that mistake and realized that I was t- talking faster than my brain. But I wanted to clarify those two things. And as always, remember, do your own research on the things that we talk about here on Kitchen Nugget, because a lot of this stuff, like I say, come from, um, based on my own opinion, and some of the stuff I may have researched. Um, and that's, that's, I wanted to clear those two things up before we get into this next episode on this. All right. Daniel Biss. Who is Daniel Biss? He's the underdog in this race. Okay. He's running for governor. Nobody knew who he was. Um, but he's, he's an underdog and he's running, um, as a progressive. Basically, progressive only really mean a truly true meaning is he's just willing to try something differently that's currently being done. Nothing fancy. That's basically what it means in a nutshell. If someone else have a different meaning, please feel free to call in. Let us know. Okay. Now, he's a math whiz. He received his undergrad from Harvard. And he got a PhD also from MIT. And they both in mathematics. So, I got dude is pretty smart. Biss wrote the mathematics behind the book An Abundance of Catherine's. Now, I never wrote the, read the book, but I hear it's a pretty good book based on the reviews. It's a decent book. Go on to check it out if you went to math. Um, I might check it out eventually, but no time soon. Okay, he was elected to the House in 2011, where he served in 2013. Now, in 2013, he became um, the state senator for the 9th District, and he's currently still the senator. Also, he was assistant um, professor in mathematics at the university before he got into the house. Now, Prisca and Kennedy, both millionaires, we know that. Unlike this, this is not, he, average salary. Dude is not a millionaire. That's why you don't see too many ads from him. Him and his wife together, they combined, they donated $75 to their campaign. It's pretty awesome, considering he raised $3.1 million. Now you look at 3.1 and you look at how much money Prisker and Kennedy didn't put into their election and how much funds that they didn't raise. Actually, they didn't really have to raise too many because they too much money because they both millionaires. But however, they raised a couple dollars. But if you look at how much money Prisker, Kennedy pulling out their own pocket, especially Prisker. I mean, in all the ad campaigns, I mean, he got a YouTube video uploading like almost every five minutes, it seemed like to me. Um, you see him on the commercials, you hear him on the radio. He, he's just popping up everywhere. He got a million signs out. You ride up and down the street. So his advertisement is pretty tight. Um, but with that being said, this, 
he raised $3.1 million, which is pretty decent. But like I say, it's not that much when you consider how much these other guys putting in. That's why you don't hear too much unless you like really dig in and research. You just hear the bashing, the bashing, the bashing. All right, so I'm getting to his tax plan. Now, this is what was interesting to me. I mean, he kind of reminds me of Sanders the more I researched and looked into him just based on the things he claimed he wants to do. Now, he wants to implement a financial tax, which will be known as the LaSalle Street Tax. LaSalle Street is in the financial district. If you're in Chicago, you already know the Chicago Board of Trade, Chicago Mercantile Mark is, is in that area. Now, his argument is that if we all are charged taxes when we purchase goods and services, the investors need to be charged taxes as well. They're not charged for when they purchasing those stocks, making those millions on that stock market. Currently, there is no tax for that at all. Biz wants to charge a $1 fee on agricultural transactions, meaning corn, you know, stuff like that you eat, and then another $2 on every other trade. Sounds pretty fair to me. It does sound fair to me. I mean, you know, hey, we got to pay. They should pay too. All right, he's a numbers guy, so he estimates that the tax will increase revenue by 10 to 12 billion a year. I don't know if his numbers are accurate. However, that's what he predicts, but we never know. It's a prediction. Prediction. We don't know until it happens. However, hey, they spending some coins on that on that Merc, so they need to be putting some coins into the state. All right, so this also wants to close the carried interest loophole now. I'll come back after the um, break and let you and talk more about the carry interest. All right, so we back on this. This in the carry interest loophole. Okay, so basically what the loophole is this. The investors put the money up, right, for the investment. Now, they have general partners, basically they hire private equity firms and hedge firms and stuff like that to manage the investment. Okay, the investment can be stocks, bonds, real estate. Now, the carry entry goes to the general partner, which is then taxes capital gains, which sucks because capital gains is taxed lower than income tax. The carry interest is between 20 to 25% of the funds annual profit. So basically what I'm saying is this. Now, you invest your money. You pay somebody to invest your scratch, right? Now, the kickback that they're making off the profits that they're making for me Man, you, they didn't put up no money. So they getting free money off my money. Then they're being taxed less than what the average person would be taxed when they get up and go to work in the morning. So they getting free money and they being taxed at a lower rate. It's a bunch of crap, right? Yeah, it is. Okay, so not only are the general partners receiving the carry interest and claiming it as capital gains, they are also receiving a management fee at around 2%. So they're getting the carry interest, plus they're getting the tax lower than an income tax, right? And because they're claiming it's capital gains, plus they're getting a 2% fee. So they're getting money from both ends. Free money, basically, and claiming it, and they claiming it on their taxes lower than what we claim when we get up and go to work. He also wants to do away with the flat tax. Now, the flat tax and bullshit, I mean, some BS too. Excuse me, I'm sorry I told you it to slip out because it's some BS. Now, Illinois has a flat tax rate, right? 
everyone is taxed at the same rate, 3.74% to 4.95%, regardless of the amount of money they make, right? Therefore, the rich is paying less than they should. The reason why they paying less than they should, their checks are better. Let's just pretend like the rich get a check every week, the working poor get a check every week. The rich being taxed with their big old checks every week at 374 to 2.495% every week. The poor, working poor us, we being taxed at 3.74% to 4.95% every week. Now, you see, you see where the imbalance is? It's an imbalance. Why is it imbalance? Because the working poor, you getting more take that you getting the same amount percentage taken out of your check than somebody that don't even need the money. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Now, this wants to use the money for health care, community schools, free college, state debt. I'm telling you, this dude sound like Sanders. The millennials need to get on this. They do. They need, I mean, it seems sound like to me they, they need to, you know, check this out. This wants the uh, single pair health care, which means that all medical bills are paid out of single government run pool of money. Okay, under this system, all providers are paid the same. Same rate. Everybody gets the same basic needs health care, regardless of how much money it costs, whatever. Everybody gets the same basic care because the money's coming from one place. It's like Medicare. That's basically how Medicare is right now. System will cover basic health care needs. I swear this dude sound like Sanders. We all should be able to get basic health care needs. You taking our money while we won't. He also want to legalize marijuana. He want to legalize the bud. He want to ban assault weapons, reform sentencing, and put more into mental health because he understands the fact that, now look, since Illinois pretty much reduced mental health, I mean, the budget for mental health is like zero. They didn't close Tinley Park. They didn't close places that we need. That's crazy. Why would you do that? And then you walk the streets, you got these lunatics walking the street. Sorry, I don't need to call them lunatics, but you got people with mental disabilities walking the streets. Now, I'm not going to say they're the only ones that's doing crime, but you do have some crime. There and some people, not only with social services cut like that, but do, you do have some people that's not diagnosed with mental disabilities that are committing certain crimes. Rape, murder, in my opinion. I didn't research that, but just seems like common sense to me. Now, this wants the end of for-profit policing, which is which means, now check this out. Now, this is crazy. It's always been a little odd to me. Okay, with profit policing means that if you suspected of doing something, they can seize your money, your car, your house, whatever. Just take it from you, and you won't get it back, even if you found innocent. They just take your stuff. How do you just take somebody's stuff? More on this when I come back. All right, we're going to try to wrap this up in this segment. Now, keep in mind, his entire plan, you can find it on his website. His website is pretty detailed. But you also should look other places to do your research. And you might be able to find some stuff about this I haven't been able to find. All right, now, think about this that's, that I consider a pro about this. First of all, he has experience in government. 
I mean, out of the candidates that's running, the top runners, he the only one that has experience. The man became rep, House Rep in 2011, and he became Illinois State Senator in 2013. Presky and Kennedy, nothing. They just money. Kennedy running off his daddy and his uncles and everybody else's name. Prisker running off the fact that dude just got loot. Don't get me wrong. Prisker has done a lot for Illinois or I'll say Chicago especially because he do a lot of business here and he created a lot of jobs. But I'll do Prisker's info after I finish this. But Prisker, he, he put in that work. He did. Kennedy, I don't know. You know, the verdict stood out. Now, this and another state rep sponsored a bill that was drafted by Lisa Maddock in office. Now, you remember Lisa Maddock, and if you checked out the little thing I did on her father, she's a state's attorney for Illinois. Remember, her father is the Speaker of the House. Okay, now, Lisa Maddock office, they, they drafted a bill, which was decent. It was um, for the student loan services. Provided, provide, they, had, they have to now provide borrowers with the clear information about all options for repayment, because they wasn't doing that. They wasn't doing it at first. I mean, they would just try to stick it to you. They didn't want to present all the options to better your situation. All right, the student loan services must also be licensed by the Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulations now. They didn't have to be at first. Okay, this law was created after many complaints from borrowers not being told all their options. Definitely, then guess what? Romner, he vetoed this. He had this this veto, but it was overruled because the House and the Senate, both the House and the Senate voted to overrule that veto, which was cool. That was good stuff. I could say that that was one good thing, but, you know. Now, he also wants that single-payer health care that I was telling you about. So those two right there is positives. Now, keep in mind all the little tax things that I ran down that he wanted to do. Now, Prisker and Kennedy, they ain't trying to hit that. They're not trying to hear all those um, get the, getting rid of the loopholes and doing the taxes in the La, on LaSalle Street for the stocks and the agri- agricultural, um, you know, um, stocks and trades and stuff. They're not trying to hear, hear all that because that's how they make their money. That's just how they make their money. But now this is where it get a little shaky this is why people got their panties in a bunch about this and rightfully so because he was real bogus with this one basically what he did was he was a co-author while ex-governor pat quinn signed into law a pension reform plan that he co-authored now in november 2014 the illinois supreme court ruled it unconstitutional rightfully so because basically what the um bill was saying was for the people that has already put into it and they was promised a certain amount of money when they retired, they want to take it from them and give them a lower rate. And then the people that was already retired, they wanted to reduce their cost of living. How you gonna do that? I didn't work for you, you didn't promise me something. Now you're telling me because you didn't balance your budget correctly, you're gonna take it. You're right. That's absolutely unconstitutional. Where they do that at? You, I mean, who does that and think that's okay? That's crazy. So people riding this for that. That's why the commercials going at them hard. Now, this explanation is that when he first entered the house in 2011, he was he asked if he can get on the pension committee. He said nobody else wanted to do it. He got on the pension committee with the people that was on the committee. Now, man, you he green. He just got in the house. So he was told, look, these are your two options. These two options we're working with. The first option, we cut the pension. 
or we cut more human services because they keep cutting human services in education. He like, well, you know, he, he's a school person and you know, he was already professor at University of Chicago. He went to MIT. He's a mathematician, so you know, he wasn't trying to mess with the schools no more. So he say, hey, let's go after the pension. He said those was the two um, things he was presented with. He was green back then. He's grown. He know better now. So now he like, hey, we finna hit them pockets, the mother, the mother taxes. He said he kind of knew that the tax thing was good at that time too, but he didn't really know how you know to go go about it. So my time is up on this. Do your own research. That's what I came up with as far as the research and. Now we got to look at the other candidates.